Matthew, or turn to Mark uh, chapter number 4. Mark chapter number 4 in verse uh, number 35. And I was asked how long I normally preach before uh, the message. And I said, you know what, I try to keep it under 30. So it will be short uh, this morning. But Mark chapter number 4, verse number uh, 35. And this morning we're going to be talking about the story of when Jesus healed, or when Jesus calmed uh, the storm. And verse number 35, Mark chapter number 4, it says, In the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And verse 37 says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. I will read the rest of the story a little bit later, but I want you guys to realize here in the story, Jesus is on land with his disciples. He had just got done uh, doing some miracles in chapter number four. It sees uh, that he was giving a couple parables uh, to his disciples. Uh, in the previous chapter, he had uh, called his dis- disciples and had chosen uh, the 12 that he would minister to. And and in verse uh, Mark chapter number three, it talks about how Jesus was healing uh, many people by the sea, you know, maybe ones with leprosy or uh, with a withered hand, or he was doing many miracles. But he says to his disciples, he says, you know what? He says, I want you guys to get in the ship and we are going to go to the other side. Now we're going to use an analogy this morning is that in life, sometimes God will take us and he'll say, you know what? I, I know you're, you're comfortable where you're at, but I want you to go a little bit further. We're going to take a little bit of journey. We're going to go to the other side. I have special things planned for you. And as we start this new year, I, I know it's easy for us, and, and I'm guilty of it too, is that we're just, we're easy to find kind of a, a rut or a rhythm, and we just, we kind of, you know, do that. We say, oh, you know, I go to my job, I spend time with my family, I show up at church, and, and we, we just, you know, we don't, it's almost like, not that we don't have a purpose, but we, we aren't afraid to take risks sometimes. Sometimes we say, well, why would I want to trust God if, if everything in my life is going well right now? But Jesus comes to his disciples and he says, he says, we're going to pass over Unto the other side. And verse, uh, first thing I want you guys to realize is the command. So my uh, three points are alliterated this morning. That's the first time in a while. I normally don't uh, alliterate them. Um, but I said, you know what? They kind of work out. So the first thing was Jesus' command in verse number 35. He says, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, the disciples kind of had a decision to make. And no doubt some of them were wondering, you know, if how many of you guys have been um, on a boat before? like out in the ocean. So I grew up and we were in Iowa. There was no ocean anywhere. Um, and so the biggest thing we had was we had about an acre pond. All right. And so even if it was storming, I mean, there wasn't, you know, big waves, but the disciples, they're going to go out onto the sea of Galilee, which was a large body of water, which it was maybe similar to the ocean in that, you know, the storms would come up and they would have big waves. And Jesus says, you know what, let's go, let's go over to the other side. But, you know, if you guys know, and I've been on, you know, a couple of boats out in the ocean, is that if you're not a big, you know, fisherman or, you know, you get seasick easily, you know, I get sick easily, you know, going to Six Flags. You know, I'm just like, you know what, two rides, I'm good, I'll just watch everyone else. But if you get on a boat, sometimes it can be uncomfortable. And it's easier on land. Now, even though I've been on the ocean and fishing a couple of times, I've never had, you know, the privilege to be out during a storm. You know, you guys, uh, you might watch uh, the show called like The Deadliest Catch or these guys that they go out to Alaska and, and they're caught in a storm and, and like that's a true storm. But for us, if we're on land and I've been, you know, in Iowa, we had a lot of tornadoes, then it was just, okay, go to the basement, you know, or, you know, just go inside. But when you're out on the sea, you're a little bit more vulnerable. And sometimes in our lives as 
as Christians, we say, you know what, I, I, I'm safe right here. Why, why would I go out onto the sea? Why would I take that risk? I'm just going to stay where I'm comfortable. But Jesus tells the disciples, he says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take you to a, a spot that you might be a little uncomfortable. Now, they were fishermen at that time. But the thing about the Sea of Galilee is that storms could come up at any period of time. The thing about the Sea of Galilee, it could be sunny, it could be 70 degrees. Oh, it's nice, you know, let's go out fishing. All of a sudden, just a storm comes up. And, and now, oh, man, we got to get back to land because, you know, you don't want to be just out there in the middle of a storm. And Jesus, he gives them the command. He says, you know what, we're going to go into a boat and we are going to go to the other side. Look over to Mark chapter number 8, verse 22. Mark chapter, or Matthew chapter number 8, verse number 23. This is uh, Matthew's account of the same story. Matthew chapter number 8 in verse number 20. Uh, Matthew 8 verse number 23. It says, and when he, talking about Jesus, was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. I like the way that Matthew puts it in verse number 23. He says that Jesus entered into the ship and the disciples followed him. I think many times in our lives, God says, you know what, I want you to take the next step of faith. I want us to, in essence, go to the other side. And Jesus, he's in the ship, and but we have to make a decision. We can stay on land. We can stay where, oh, it's comfortable. I'm comfortable in my Christian life. I'm comfortable where I'm at. Or we can say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in the ship. Now, the disciples didn't know why they were going to their side. Jesus didn't explain it. Many times when Jesus tells us to take a step of faith, he doesn't really explain why. You know, many times we ask God, why did you take me through this? But he just said, we're going to the other side. And I like it the way he said it. You know, he didn't just say, hey, we're going to get in the boat. And No, he said that we're going to get to the other side. Many times in our life, God says, you know what? I want you to take a step of faith. Hey, I'm going to take you in this direction. And like we're going to find out later, the disciples, they were faced with a storm. And then they started to doubt God. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But God told his disciples, said, you know, we're going to go to the other side. And in my life, sometimes God has told me to do something. And when I was younger, in essence, my moment of, of taking a step of faith was, you know, in high school and in junior high, I grew up on a farm. And, and in Iowa, it's like it's slow. You know, life is just, you know, slow. Everyone knows everyone. And it's just easy to get comfortable. We lived out in the country. We could go shoot guns and ride four-wheelers and, uh, you know, go fishing in our pond. We could do whatever we want. And life was, was pretty much easy. You know, you didn't have a lot of things to worry about. And... God said, you know what, you know, I want you to go to Bible college. I want you to go be a preacher. For me, I mean, I was homeschooled, so I didn't have a speech class. You know, speech class was, uh, you know, talking to my brother and, and my mom and dad. I mean, that was easy, you know. It was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, recite this poem, you know, and I would, you know, do it perfectly. But I never really stood in front of a class. And I was really comfortable. You know, I'd worked for a lot of farmers, and I was, you know, I was okay with, you know, okay, I'll, I'll work, you know, $10, $12, $15 an hour. You know, I was a hard worker, and I was just comfortable, you know, with doing yard work or, picking up rocks in a field or, or basically whatever someone would pay me money to do. And, and I was comfortable in that. But then God in high school said, you know what, I, I want you to go preach. And I was like, uh, I just like, you know, just Iowa, farm life, slow, you know, do what you want kind of a thing. I was like, I don't really want to go to California. You know, it's like just different out there. And but, you know, God said, in essence, that was kind of my moment where God says, you know what, you know, we're, I'm going to take you to their side. I'm going to you know go to college. You know what, it hasn't been. You know, all easy. It wasn't like I got to college and I said, oh, you know what, I don't have to study because I got into class and I was like, man, I was like, this professor's hard. Like, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, do well. I mean, I was homeschooled, so my mom was a teacher. It was easy, you know, to make good grades. But 
the thing was is that now I was tested a little bit. And sometimes in our life, it's easy to get comfortable where we're at. But here, Jesus in Mark uh, chapter number four, he says to his disciples, you know, basically he gets in the ship. He says, hey, we're going to go the other side. And the disciples make the right decision. They say, okay, you know, we don't know why Jesus is taking us. We don't know why we're going the other side. Because in the previous chapters, Jesus had done a lot of healing. He had just ordained them. You know, why don't we just stay here where it's comfortable? There's a lot of other people that, that need us. And, and he was starting to become popular. And, but Jesus says, you know what, we're, we're just going to go the other side. In Mark chapter number four, as you guys know, the story is that a problem starts to arise. In verse number uh, 37, it says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And the second thing I want you guys to realize is that there was a catastrophe. There was a, in essence, there was a problem. Sometimes in our life, God purposely kind of throws a little like curveball at us. And it's not really to, it's not because, you know, he hates us. That's what the devil wants us to believe. That, oh, you know, why, why would you serve a God that, that, you know, obviously didn't have your best interest in mind. But sometimes God does it to test us. God uses it to, to test our faith. Say, you know what, are you actually going to trust me? Now, it was easy for the disciples to trust God on land. Because, why? Because they had seen God heal a guy with a withered hand. They had seen God you know, heal someone with leprosy. He had, they had seen a lot of things. But what I find interesting and, and something that I kind of struggle with with this passage is that, you know, we think, well, why didn't they just ask Jesus in the first place, right? Because he had just, you know, healed a lot of people. And what my opinion or what the conclusion I came to was that in verse uh, number 41, the last verse of the passage says, they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, I wonder if their thought process was when they first got the storm, they were like, oh, you know, this is bad. We've been in a storm before. So, you know, okay, let's, let's start, you know, shoveling out buckets of water out of the boat. In verse number 38, it says that, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they wake him and said to him, Master, carousel, not that we perish. You know, when the storm came up, you know, they said, oh, we, we got this. We're, you know, we're, we're fishermen. We, we know what to do. And so they started to handle on their own. But I don't think they thought of Jesus because in their mind, they knew Jesus could heal someone with leprosy. But they kind of put Jesus in a box. They never thought, okay, maybe he has power over nature, over the earth as well. And so in their mind, they're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, God can do this. Yeah, he can heal this person. But I mean, calming a storm, well, we haven't seen him do that before. And sometimes God puts us in a struggle or in a trial and we say, well, I know God can do that because I saw it. But I don't, I don't know about this because I've never seen God do that in my life. But it's all a matter of, of, of growth. It's all a matter of, of growing closer to God and growing in our faith in him. And so we see that there was a problem that they could not handle. And it says in verse number 39, it says that he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now, like in verse number 37, it says there arose a great storm. In verse number 39, there was a great calm. It's just interesting that you, know, you use the same word that there was a, a massive storm, but God says, you know what? I can take that massive storm and make it into a, a great calmness. And I wonder in, in our life sometimes, God says, you know what? Hey, let's go to the other side. And I want you guys to ask yourself this question and say, 
do I get comfortable? I know in, in the year of, of 2020 with COVID, it was, you know, it was, it was different. It was something that we never faced before. And it was many times easy, you know, I know even for my, my dad and for myself, you know, I was doing college at home. So it was easy to, you know, okay, I don't really have to, you know, wear a shirt and tie and go to classes. I just have to, you know, just do the, do the basic minimum. You know, I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to, you know, show up with a smile. I can, you know, sit here in my pajamas and take my college classes. And, and the same thing was that, you know, with our jobs, we could go home, you know, and do all these things. And it was easy for us just to get comfortable. But now, as we're getting back to hopefully normal, it seems like California wants to kind of hold off a little bit. But um, as we get back to this, you know, it's easy for us just to kind of find a rut and just get into that and just, you know, what, well, this is where I'm comfortable at. Why would, why would I go further? But, you know, people who do great things for God are, are ones that basically they decide, you know what, I'm going to get in the ship. I, God says he's going to take me to the other side. I don't know why we're going there. I don't know what's going to happen on the journey. I don't, I don't know. You know, when I thought I was going to Bible college, I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to have, you know, a bunch of good godly friends, you know, easy classes going to pass. And I get there, and in the first week, I met a guy, and he eventually got kicked out of Bible college. And I realized that there were influences that I had to choose to be around. And now all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? This is not an environment I was ever in. And these disciples are in a, a storm, in an environment that they aren't normally in. And now they say, you know what, uh, you know, Master, do you, do you not care that we perish? And Jesus steps in and he says, you know, peace be still. And it says the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now verse number 40, they, he asked them a question. He said it unto them. He says, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? See, in their mind, their faith was based on what they've seen before. They saw Jesus heal someone, so he can do that. But we haven't seen him do this. I wonder if our lives, do we put God in a box and do we, do we limit him? Or do we say, you know what, God, I'm just going to trust you. I just know that you're going to handle this. When I was five years old, and my, I had a younger brother, he was two years old, and my... Uh, mom, and I remember some of it at that time even though I was younger, my mom had uh, what was called a brain tumor inside of her skull, and she, you know, the, she went to the doctors, and they said, you know what, you know, this, this tumor's not cancerous, but, you know, where it's at, if, if we get all of it, we might, you know, touch a nerve or something, you might, you know, either lose your hearing or lose your eyesight or, or lose some kind of sense if we try to get all of it, but we can't just, you know, get most of it and just leave the rest there. And at that time, and even though I was I was younger, but I can remember my mom taking me by the hand and my younger brother, and she said, you know what, I don't know why God has you know, brought this tumor to me. I don't know if maybe I'm going to wake up from surgery and I'm, I'm not going to be able to see my kids again. But I want you guys to know that you know, God has it under control. And that was a testimony in my life that I saw, you know what, there's a godly example of someone that's just going to trust God. Even though you know, she hasn't, you know, you know, even though the odds are, are not in her favor, but there's someone that's just going to trust God. And I remember when she went in that uh, procedure and, and she came back out and, and the doctor said, you know what, it was miraculous. So we just, we grabbed it. We'd never seen it before, but it just peeled right away. And she didn't lose hearing. She didn't lose sight or anything like that. And you know what I realized? I was, you know what? I was like, if, if my mom, if, if someone that I've seen can trust God, then, then I can do the same. I can trust God. And you know, all of us are, are going to be faced in a time. We're going to be put in a storm. We're going to be put in a place in life where, where we can't fix it ourselves. Even though we try, even though we say, you know what, uh, maybe if I work a little bit harder, maybe if I, maybe if I try this or try that, we're going to be in a situation where, you know what, we're going to need God. But, you know, the problem that disciples had is that 
In verse number 37, it says, There arose a great storm of the wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Now, I was studying that verse. I thought, well, what can I get from that verse? And I realized that they didn't ask Jesus to help them until the boat was full. In essence, if the storm came up and, okay, hey, let's just ask Jesus at the beginning, and we don't have to worry about this, and he can calm it. But they waited until they could do all they could you know, try, but now the boat was full. Now, now they were out of options. I wonder if God leads us to a storm, if God leads us to a time in life, do we, do we say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray to God first before I try to do it myself, or I try to fix it myself. When I was younger, my brother and I, we got in trouble a lot. Because um, when our parents weren't home, you know, we were, I was probably 10, he was 7, and we were big football fans, and we liked to play football. It didn't matter if it was the house, it didn't matter if it was outside, uh, it didn't matter. Sometimes we would play uh, tackle football on the concrete driveway that was frozen with ice. And so we liked it, you know, we would come home and, you know, bruises and everything. But we were like, you know what, it's too cold outside, Let, let's play football inside the house today. And we were told multiple times, you know, don't play football in the house, don't throw a ball in the house, all this. But it was like, well, you know, mom's not here, and, you know, we're just not going to break anything. And I can remember many times that, that we broke something, and me and my, you know, 10-year-old mind, who didn't know how to fix a whole lot, would say, you know what, maybe if I, uh, we had this uh, a lamp that was made out of, um, had like a bunch of like fake uh, deer antlers, and it was in kind of a room that was more like a, a sportsman type of thing. I remember I, I threw the ball, and it, it broke one of those antlers off. So I was like, okay, if I just take, like, scotch tape and I wrap it around the antler, you know, mom will never know, right? And so that didn't, you know, she found out pretty uh, quickly. Uh, another one was uh, where I went to go tackle my brother, and uh, I, I went to go swing him, and, and his head hit the corner of the wall. And so that one now, like, the corner of the wall is, like, divoted out, and he's, like, you know, swelled up like that. I was like, well, you know, I'm in a problem that I definitely can't fix this. Now, there was a couple ones that I did get away with, which, you know, just used glue. And, and then we told her later, and we said, oh, we, we fixed it. And, and uh, But the thing is, is that in life, you know, we're, we're faced with problems that we can't fix all the time. And I remember those times where, where like, with the whole while, I was like, you know what, it's just going to be easier for me just to go to my parents and say, hey, I can't do this. I'm in trouble, you know, and, and you guys are going to have to fix it. But in life sometimes, you know, we're a little bit stubborn, like I was at times. My parents told me that. And we're stubborn. We're, we're full of pride. saying, you know what? I, I, I can fix that. I, I don't need to bother God with a small thing. The disciples, they might have thought, you know what? The, the storm started to come, and oh, it's just a little bit of rain. We're not going to bother Jesus with a small thing. But God wants to know our little problems and our big problems. Because in verse number 35, Jesus said, let us pass over unto the other side. Even though we go through a storm sometimes and, and we're in a trial, let's make sure that we remember that God is there with us. And he says, we're going to go over this together. And even though sometimes we face a storm, we face a trial, many times we let the circumstances determine our joy. We let the circumstances determine our, our perception. We, we think, well, well, God must not be here, but God promised that, you know what, we're going to go to the other side together. Now, in the closing of the story, we see... First of all, the command, and the, second of all, the catastrophe, the, the last thing was that there was a, a calm. Verse number 39, Jesus says unto the sea, says, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Now, no doubt, the disciples, at that time, they saw the miracle. They saw what Christ had done. And 
Jesus brought a, in essence, a calm to their life. I wonder if someone here, you're, you're struggling with something, and I don't know what it is, and everyone ha- they has their own storm, but God can bring a calm to your life. And if we just ask him, he can calm our storm. Now, the last thing I want you guys to realize, just kind of an overview, is that they go to the other side, and chapter number 5, uh, verse number 1, it says, They came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the, of the Gerdians, and he was come out of the ship, Immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. So as we close here, just to kind of, just an overview, you know, well, why were they going to their side? And in chapter number five, it says that they were going to the other side for a man named the maniac of Gadara, who, uh, if you read later on, it says that he was possessed of a, not just one devil, but many devils. And I can imagine the disciples, you know, they had seen uh, over in Matthew, they had seen Jesus, you know, cast out a devil out of someone, but they had never seen uh, someone who you know was was so full of uh, of devils they had never seen Jesus do this, and I wonder you know what because when Jesus goes to their side they they end up they cast this uh, devil out and Matthew talks about that after they did that this guy was you know right in his own mind that the people of the city that said you know what Jesus we don't want you we're we're going to send you away, and one of the disciples are probably thinking you know why did why did we go over here because then eventually they get on a boat and they just go back over the other side we went over here and we just we did one thing like. One guy got, you know, in essence, saved. One guy believed in Jesus, and the rest of us, you know, the rest of them just said, you know, go away. Sometimes when God takes us to the other side, it doesn't always make sense at first. But I think at this time, Jesus is, in essence, he's preparing his disciples for one day he would go away, and now they would have to cast out devils. They would have these problems that he's facing and this whole time, you know what, it, it wasn't in essence to go over to their side to, to heal a lot of people. Because they, they had just done that over there. You know, they probably think, oh, we're going to go over here and we're going to you know, have all these people lined up. Because and, and, uh, over there, you know, they had a, a crowd and they were in essence kind of you know, forced out because it says that the throng almost you know, surrounded Jesus. And they said, you know what, let's get in the boat, let's go to the other side. But we come over here and, and they don't like us. So why, why did we go over here anyways? We just came over here for one guy to get saved. But sometimes God's ways are not our ways. Sometimes God says, you know what? All you have to do is just step in the ship. And I'll take you across and we'll get to the other side. There might be trials. There might be difficulties. We might get over the other side and you say, you know what? This, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. I know when I was... In Bible college, I was beginning to think, I was like, you know, why would, why would God want me to be a preacher? I have, I have these other passions. I like these other things that, you know, oh, I, I could go do. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Then I realized, you know what, maybe it's that God is trying to show me something. And even though it doesn't make sense to us right now, it makes sense later on. Even though we go through something, we say, you know, why would God lead me through all of this? But in essence, God is preparing us for something later on, for something in the future. And you know that there was 12 disciples and you know, there was one disciple who he was with Jesus for three and a half years and he ended up betraying him at the end. He saw the miracles Jesus did. He was a part of basically everything the disciples heard. That he heard the teachings, the parables, and, and he heard all these things, but he never, he never took that step of faith. He never accepted Christ. He, he, heard all, he saw it all, but it wasn't personal for him. I wonder where you're at today. 
I wonder if some of us say, you know, I'm over here on the land and man, I'm pretty comfortable and, and, and I don't really, you know, I don't really feel like taking a step of faith. You know, I'm good in my Christian life. But I wonder who your day say, you know what? You know, I, I don't know what's on the other side for every single one of us. I don't know what God has in, in store and, and whether that's, you know, spiritually or physically, but, but God is always asking say, someone to say, you know what? This year, 2022, I'm just going to take a leap of faith. I'm just going to choose to leave my comfort zone, leave what I'm comfortable with. And I'm just going to go down and I'm just going to get in the ship with Jesus and, and we're just going to go together. Many times God wants to take us further. And, and for the sake of the story, the analogy, Jesus just stands in the ship. And you know what? Some of us people live their whole life and never get in the ship. They just live in their comfort zone. And then I listen to uh, just different, you know, motivational speakers, and they always say, you know, that success is not, you know, a, a point that we get to. Success is more like a journey. You know, when I got my diploma in college, I wasn't, okay, now I'm successful. But no, in essence, success is more like a journey. And sometimes in life we think, oh, you know what, the, the Christian life is, yes, it's full of ups and downs, but it's a journey. That at the end we can look back and say, man, look what God has brought me through. I wouldn't want to get to the end of my life and just say, you know what, I had a good life because I was, I was comfortable. God didn't stretch me. I didn't have any, you know, any ups and downs. I just I lived my life like this. But I wonder if this morning if we would say, you know what, I'm going to choose to get in the ship with God. I'm going to say, God, uh, I'm going to choose. I want you to take me to the other side. I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know why. And you know what, if, if on our way to the other side there comes up, you know, storms and difficulties, then God, I'll just trust you. With heads bowed and eyes closed as we close in prayer soon. But as the piano begins to play, I want you guys just to, to take this time and just ask yourself, you know, where are you at today? Are you willing to take the step of faith? And I don't know what God has planned for every single one of us, but are you willing to say, you know what, I'm willing to, to leave my comfort zone on the land. I'm willing to just step out and whatever God has for me in 2022 to, to grow and just take this time to talk to God.